0: This is Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and I'm so excited because I've been hosting this show now for coming up on a year and a half, and we have had some very interesting people who we have delved into every possible area of the speaking business, and we're not gonna stop, we're keeping moving. But today, we're gonna revisit a guest from about a year ago who talked about speaker burnout. But let's face it, The world has changed a lot in the last 12 months, and many people, even as the world is opening up, they're a little bit more burned out than maybe they even were at that time. So welcome back to Speakernomics, Rachel Sheeran
1: much for having me, Tom. What's up, NSA family and future
0: family. (laughs) So Rachel, let's just jump right in. What are two tips you have for speakers on avoiding burnout and healing burnout?
1: Yeah, I think tip number one is burnout and healing burnout isn't about doing less or wanting less. It's about needing to be part of something more, something bigger. Tip number two, everyone around you is burned out so act accordingly.
0: <laughs> oh, I like that one. All right. For, for those of you who don't know Rachel Sharon, and I don't know how you could not know her, she is on fire in the speaking business right now. She is a keynote speaker who helps small businesses all the way to really large companies heal burnout and boost the happiness of their employees. And let's face it, in the world we live in, that is something that companies want. More happiness, less burnout. Now, She also loves to travel with her husband and has been able to do a lot of that recently. And she drinks her margaritas on the rocks. Now, see, I loved her till that. I'm a blended with salt guy it's okay you know what tom the fact that you get the
1: margarita vibe and embrace it i say to my sober friends all the time i say you know it's it's not the actual mark that matters it's the essence of the marg, the vibe of the marg, if you will so you know here's the thing try and be happy unhappy sipping a margarita i have tried it is almost impossible red wine listen it's on my cry list margaritas margaritas are the vibe for me for life so I, i'm pumped
0: And if you're not a drinker, that's totally cool. What you do is have your blended lemonade with a little bit of salt and you get the vibe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All welcome here. That's right. All right. So, Rachel, last time you were here, we talked about being able to identify what burns you out and being able to set boundaries. So let's talk a little bit about that before we jump into today's tips.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, this is going to be part of my keynote on NSA Main Stage Influence 2022. If you haven't gotten your tickets, if you haven't bought your cowboy boots for Nashville, go ahead, get your honky-tonk. The donkey donk. Um, I'm a big thrifter. So go on to ThreadUp up or Poshmark or listen, buy anything on Amazon, right? Get your ticket now. But when it comes to, you know, the reasons that are burning us out, a lot of times it's our clients. A lot of times it's our leaders, our peers, maybe the people we trust. It could be support staff. It could be family. Uh, it could be people we don't know at all, right? Um, and then also too the change within ourselves. And I got to tell you, rarely have we ever witnessed such a massive change altogether. Uh, change can be good it can be bad most of the time it's very difficult sometimes it feels fun but the whole world went through it and as a result of that Tom you and I are walking souls and embodiments of people we were not two years ago right? And it's an interesting thing because change is, you know, there's so many great change management speakers in NSA, but the thing that I think about change is it's one of those things we lie about constantly. People say, I love change, right? It's what a boss wants to hear in an interview. It's what, you know, we tell our kids because we can't slow down things, right? It's it's what we have to accept. And accepting change is one thing, but loving change is another. And I think even the most change enthusiast people right now are saying, enough (laughs) <laughs> Enough. So that's, you know, I think where we are in burnout right now is I'd add another almost not cause of it, uh, but a really large factor we didn't have a year ago. And that surely is time, time spent in a prolonged Iron Man. Every day of the year, races, and by the way, you know, speakers, we're we're this beautiful collective of trainers and consultants and MCs and keynoters, and, you know, if you speak, if you're a communicator, NSA is the place for you, and I hope that's who's listening right now. But I want to say out loud that even us who oftentimes carry so much positivity and energy and inclusivity and patience and flexibility. Yes, we are human. It is true, Tom. Even (laughs) this change, uh, I, I think I think we can move on from it.
0: So and last time you also talked a little bit about boundaries and I don't want to let that kind of go. Let's let's think let's kind of revisit that idea on setting your boundaries.
1: Well, you know, said with love, the whole world has gone to Hades in a handbasket in a lot of ways. It's like that board game
0: uh, or or family game Boggle. Are you familiar with that, Tom? Uh, I, I basically remember that from my childhood.
1: Okay, I love it. Tom's a boggler. No one's surprised. Hashtag Boggle with Tom. What I want to say aloud is that you know in boggle the pieces jump up a lot and you have to place them back and that is true for every aspect of our lives in the world right now nothing is like it was what's beautiful about us is a lot of times as NSA members and speaker family we we forget that the choice is ours to put the pieces back, right? Mm-hmm. The choice is ours to say, you know what? I didn't really like that piece anyway. Toss. You know what? I, You know, this has been kind of a, a patch over the past few years. Let me update this. You know what? I really love this. And you know what? If Kim Kardashian and the Kardashians can do what they do, sure, I can make a business out of this. You know, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many people I know who are doing landscaping because they want a great tan. You know, this is just, by the way, these are former corporate executives. Um, There's somebody who Bought, bought a ranch in Montana because they watched too much Yellowstone. Okay, go off. You know, the beef industry, sure. Um, and we got folks moving to Mexico and Costa Rica, and then there are folks who are moving closer to hubs, like Austin, where you live, which is, you know, I, I think one of the new capitals of the world. They're, you know, growing. You just had South by Southwest, and I know you saw so many speaker friends there. I think when it comes to boundaries, I just want to say the treatment you allow is the treatment that continues. We've all heard that phrase. What I want to say out loud is that you now, with no one watching you, can put back the pieces exactly how you want it. What are the boundaries that really rub you? You know, and I'll just say one out loud. You know what's a boundary that rubs me, Tom? What Speaking before 930 in the morning. You know (laughs) why? I'm not my best. All right. We're meeting. It's the afternoon.
0: That is so so funny. I am totally a morning speaker. Get me up there at eight o'clock, you know, in during breakfast, and we're going to shine.
1: Fabulous. See, Tom, and this is such a great example, I just want to say out loud, that that mental battle that especially when we are feeling burned out, when we're feeling pressured, when we're feeling intense about something, when we're going through massive change, when the future is unknown, spoiler alert, it always was unknown, we're just reminded of that. That's so beautiful because what we just did, Tom, is like you're the opener and I'm the closer. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) There's something for everybody. And I just want to say out loud as well, I think that traditionally there's some traditional quote unquote rules of speaking. It's all garbage. It's all garbage. Frank Kitchen this month uh, in NSA Speaker Mag, which let me know if you want to contribute to Speaker Mag. Um, I'm the the vice chair. Um, that's Rachel at rachelsharon.com. Shameless plug for, for more articles and features. But Frank did this great article profiling what people wear on stage, right? And it's everything from tennis shoes to, um, you know, more traditional clothing to just whatever makes you feel good, right? I mean, Tom, I know you're a big ball gown guy. Love, <laughs> yeah, love to show lots it. Lots
0: of sequins. Yeah, big absolutely. split up the leg. Absolutely. Yeah, sure.
1: It's Hey, it's your thing, Tom. But what I want to say out loud is like that you look everywhere and there's evidence that what you want and how you're best at doing what you're here to do, it it can be... Accepted And not only that, it's celebrated and it's paid for, right? The rumor of opening versus closing. To be honest, you know, in a more equitable society, I'm seeing opening and closing being the exact same cost a lot more now, which I love. Mm-hmm. There's no discrepancy between um, or there's a smaller discrepancy between male speakers, female speakers, things like that. Right. Uh, shocker, Tom. I've been on more stages the past two years where there was me, a white one, a white woman who is plus size. And a black person speaking instead of us fighting over the same slot. Mm -hmm. So I want to say out loud, you know, those are some of the things I hear from our NSA family. It's human nature that we say, oh, well, it's always been this way. Oh, no, this is a rule. Uh, Is it a rule or is it just an old habit you want to kick to the curb?
0: Sure, sure. with love. No, that's that's all good. Okay, so the reason we asked you to come back to Speakernomics was you're going to be one of the featured speakers at Influence 2022 in Nashville, and this is going to be what you talk about. Now, I think this year this is going to be such an important session. People do not want to miss it. So I don't want to give away too much of what you're going to do to wow everybody on the Nashville stage. However, let's go into these two tips really quick and really cover them. Your first tip, you know, was about uh, burnout isn't about less it's about being part of something more I love the sentence when it came out of your mouth but I have no idea what that means
1: yeah, Well, let me, let me say this out loud. Burnout, the World Health Organization says that it's a workplace syndrome. It's chronic stress at work, et cetera, et cetera. My definition of burnout, it's when joy leaves your work. Ugh. We all see it every time you get on stage or on a mic, you know, Tom, you're one of the best podcasters I know because you like it. You really <laughs> like it. You like conversation, right? You've got this creativity. It brings it out in you. You know, there's this connection. Shh, and- shh,
0: don't tell everybody how much joy I actually yeah. get from hosting Speakernomics, or someone's going to try. <laughs> to steal it from me.
1: Oh, It's true. It's true. Well, you know what? I will say this. When it comes to being stressed out, overwhelmed, um, you know, chronically fatigued, you know, on, honestly, on the borderline of clinical depression, you know, I, I've said it in the past, burnout is is similar to depression's very successful cousin. Um, it does not, I don't say that to diminish mental health. I say it to say that it, it shocks people who say, oh, I don't have anxiety. Oh, I don't have depression. Right. And normally, powering through really works well. Well, when we... Pa- Power through stuff at the end of it normally we maybe take take some time off maybe we take vacation maybe we go get a pedicure or a massage or something like that and I just want to say out loud that I think healing burnout in our particular industry it's not about doing less it's not about clearing your calendar these things will help it's not about taking um a vacation that turns into a month long that turns into never coming back I just want to say that out loud. I, you could do all of those things. And I hope your toes are looking fresh for the spring and summer, but What it's really about is that to heal burnout on a deep level, burnout only happens to high performers. It only happens to people who care deeply about their work. It only happens to people who feel like they're making a difference. And so if you're really committed, if you're feeling those flames of burnout, maybe somebody you love is feeling it, maybe a fellow speaker, your spouse, family members, maybe someone on your team. What I want to say out loud is that it's Yes, all these perks and time off and and self-care and wellness can really it can help. Sure. But I just want to say out loud, self-care and wellness shouldn't be a reward for hard work. It should be part of life.
0: Self-care and wellness should not be a reward for hard work. Write that one down.
1: Mm And instead, what I think really heals us is when we connect back to the source, the source energy, right? When Tom, I know the first time I met you, you're bragging about your girls, right? You're talking about your wife. You're talking about how much you love NSA and the speaking industry. and, And those are some of your real whys in life. But I just want to say out loud that, you know, it doesn't mean that your wives have changed, but it means that there might be new sources of energy, of connection, of happiness, because you've changed and the world's changed that you're not tapping into right now because those old sources, you know, yes, they're always going to be there. But we all need a new spark. So whether it is, you know, um, wanting to talk more um, and, and use more diversity and equitable and inclusionary wording in your speeches, that could be something. Maybe it's needing to be part of something more and you've discovered NSA and that's why you got involved. That's a big part of the reason I start. I be, uh, became part of NSA. Number one, great discounts. Okay, if you're not on the Zoom discount, A plus. Um, but I want to say out loud, it was during this time where I was all alone and I was like, I, I need to be around people who understand what and why I do, right? What I do is complicated, right? To the outside world. Tom, how many times have you been mistaken for a job you did not do? Oh, all the
0: time. Yeah. yeah." Yeah.
1: No problem. No problem. Um, But when you think about it, I think one of the things about needing to feel part of something more, you know, of course we've all heard um, Simon's and X, Y, you know, campaign. If you haven't just go ahead and Google it and, and then join us over here. But What I want to say is it doesn't really matter what it is. It just matters that it fires you up,
0: right? I I love this fact about wanting to be part of something more. And it's one of the reasons that I'm a big supporter of the National Speakers Association. Yes, I host their podcast, but I've been a member now for about 13 years. And I'm always amazed when people are like, hmm. It doesn't do it for me. And I'm like, how many times have you attended? How many times have you gone? I talked to a lady recently and she said, I went to one NSA meeting 14 years ago and I just didn't feel the vibe. And it's like, uh, okay, you know, tell me more about that. And it was like, you know, she was looking to find something more in this business. And, you know, I've talked to a couple people who when they gave it a second chance and then they went to two or three years in a row and went to their local chapter and then they start to become an insider. I mean, One of the things I teach people is, is that, you know, when we feel on the outside, we can always make up stories about why it's awful. But when you feel like, oh, I'm part of this team, it gives you sort of that like, yeah, I'm part of this team feel. And so I totally understand what you're talking about. And I think and I think NSA is a great example. And I tell people if I was a plumber, I would be an active member of the National Plumbers Association because I think being part of something does help. So I love to hear you say that is one of the ways that, that we deal with burnout.
1: I love that too. When hearing you talking about that woman who had gone 14 years ago, I just want to say out loud for a couple years, I was that person as well. I had gone to a local meeting. um, And I was just met with a couple things I really didn't enjoy. You know, it wasn't as inclusive as I wanted it to be. It was, um, it it was just an interesting group. It seemed a little cliquish, you know, I I don't want to be too hard on them. But I just thought, you know, there's this group, and then there's me. And I want to say out loud, NSA isn't perfect. NSA is a work in progress. NSA has a long way to go um, in the world. And you know what? So do I. <laughs> so do I. Nowhere else can I get access to some of, the, some of the best, honestly, speakers in the entire world that I get to say are now friends and mentors that I could even feel comfortable calling because I have an open door. On the other side of it, I just want to say out loud that I couldn't be critical of my professional association without getting involved, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, to your point, you know, it's that... Sad idea that, yes, it's not perfect, but it's worth it. And I think community is worth it. You know, personally, I don't go to church. I'm, I'm a retired Catholic. Shout out to all the retirees out there. But I just want to say out loud, you know, I don't, I don't have kids. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have church. Um, I stay out of political discussions. You won't catch me. You won't catch me in those. So what, what communities do I have in my life? Well, what I do is the most, one of the most important things. And in America, it's very unusual um, for the rest of the world. But in in America we self identify predominantly with what we do for work. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it make sense to join? So I just want to shout out there if if you got if you think well, NSA, you know, la, la la la. Listen, I'm working on it. Come work on it with me. Come work on it with Tom and in all of the incredible I just want to shout out our staff here. Our staff I have never been part of an association that our staff cares this much about <laughs> about
0: the the members and, and our missions. So so we've diverged into a big NSA commercial but but I think it's, I definitely <laughs> well, think it's worth it and I do agree with where we got in this conversation and that is if you want to make something better the only way to do it is from the inside and it's not it's it will not help less it's more it's more and it will help you deal with burnout if you get involved with something doesn't have to be this organization but if you get involved with something so your second tip Was And I love this. Everyone around you is burned out. So act accordingly. And I think you're right. I think after the last two years, it's not just speakers who watched our calendars, you know, have all the dates vacate. It's not just people who worked in restaurants and hotels and airlines, but everybody was impacted in one way or the other. Now, some people felt it financially. Some people felt it in other ways. But I think everybody has been smacked upside the head for the last two years. And you say act accordingly. What do you mean?
1: Well, I think it's really twofold. Number one, it's in it's it's on stage. You know, knowing that you have a burned out, fatigued, overworked, stressed out, underpaid, uh, you know, less diverse whatever it could be audience, we got to be sensitive to them in a new way. Right. And I'm not I, I just want to say out loud. I'm reading this new um, Gary V book, 12 and a half. Have you read this? Uh,
0: no, but I just saw it the other day. Somebody mentioned it. OK, me. well,
1: he, he, of course, Gary V. I, I like I like his style a lot. It's it's kind of aggressive. You know, he's very hard work ethic. I don't agree with all of it, but OK, I like him.
0: He, he will say I, the F word more than anyone you've ever met on stage.
1: That's but. a thousand percent true. A thousand percent true. Um, but what I want to say about this book is even in this book, Gary V is soft, he's sensitive. He's talking in a way that Gary V of 10 years ago or five years ago or three years ago would never, would never be dead talking like that. Because let me tell you, from my perspective, Gary V is one of those guys. that's like, tough it out, rub some dirt on it, grind till you die. Right. And then, okay. I get it. He's built something incredible, family business, all kind of great, great first generation story. Of mad respect. But what I want to say out loud is that if you cried in front of Gary Vee three years ago, he probably would be like, forget about it. You know, like he <laughs> would just, he would not give you the time of day. He would tell you to tough it out. His book that he just put out is very sensitive, and it's a great example of how this. His message is still spot on, but he has softened it because it's in service of the audience. He's a little more vulnerable because it's in service of the audience, he's a little bit more aware that the fact that putting all ownership on your financial success and attitude and positivity is a little too much right now, which is totally a Gary V. Staple. He softened it up. And so I think it's a recent example of, I think, someone adjusting their message, not content-wise, but I think tone-wise. So what does this look like? You know, just think about it. How has the pandemic helped people? There are audiences out there that are thrilled with the past two years. They've gotten to work from home. They've gotten raises. They don't have a commute anymore, right? This, this conference you're speaking at is a freaking family reunion and they want the vibe high. Like, I mean, party on, like things have been great, good, especially in a lot of my private corporations. I'll do like annual meetings with them. They're celebrating banner years last year. I had, I had a client, they, uh, they dipped in 2020 to 18 million, 67 million in 2021.
0: That's a lot so more. Not I'm, I'm not even good at math. That's a lot more. That is.
1: That's a, that's a smidge more, right? That's more than three times. So it's it's wild, right? Um, on the other side, you've got folks, um, one of my favorite groups of all times, so they're clinical laboratory scientists. They, number one, are in an ignored industry. Number two, they work a lot of times in basements. Number three, they've always been the first person that knows someone has cancer because they test the cells. But now we've added COVID tests. We've had a, a pandemic on their backs. And by the way, when we think healthcare heroes... They're not included. They are technically, but they're not included in the celebrations. A lot of people don't even know they exist. And I just want to say out loud that, you know, when we start talking about things, when we, w- whether your topic is, um, you know, your topic can be future, right? Uh, the future human futurist connection. It could be about NFTs, right? It could be just as simple as communication. I want to encourage everyone out there to remember the veil the the icing that's over everybody. And take a look at ourselves and say, what's really in service of folks? Do we need to add a more vulnerable story? Do we need to be a little bit more sentimental? You know, Tom, I've done a lot of things through the years. Do you have any tips or tricks, anything that you're adjusting in your own speeches?
0: Well, I do know that I'm asking a lot deeper questions about where is the audience today? Because I go in and I talk about how do you connect? Well, some people never really lost that human connection because of the nature of what they did for a living, what they did before. Maybe they were on remote teams for years. Other people are really struggling. I spoke for a law firm the other day, and the day I spoke was the second day they'd been in the office. And the first thing that they did before they introduced me is they did introductions because of the 30 lawyers in the office. Eight of them had been hired during the pandemic, and it was the first time they had met people. One guy had been there two years.
1: Amazing. I I think that's it just goes to speak. Everyone's by the way, and everyone's perception of what's happened to them through this is completely unique. Right. I liken it to uh, baking powder and baking soda and chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) I'm a fan of chocolate chip. Don't don't put the wrong one in. Well, here's the thing, right? I think it requires a little bit of both, but you definitely can't miss up the dosing because some people, you know, some cookies will flatten out and they'll be super thin and crispy and crunchy. Others will get really fluffy and chewy and barely cooked. And, you know, in in a perfect world, hopefully you got some really beautiful cookies. And I just want to say right now, we're all a cookie buffet, Tom. All right. So if you come across somebody, and this might be the second part of the tip, if you come across somebody that's a crunchy cookie right now, hey, act accordingly, Do you think, Tom, quick, quick survey here. Audience listeners, do you think anyone wakes up in the morning going, I can't wait to have a bad day? Oh, it's going to be great.
0: (laughs) Can we just screw
1: over people? Be a disappointment? Oh, it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, that's not the way we start our day.
1: I just don't think so. I think there's like maybe like six masochists in the world. Some of them, unfortunately, are are (laughs) powers. They
0: (laughs) they keep showing up. There there may only be six, (laughs) but they keep showing up.
1: They do keep showing up on that, but I want to say at the end of the day, no, I, I just don't think about it. If things aren't personal to you, um, but aren't we the beacon? Aren't we? Can't we be the beacon of love? Can't? Don't we understand people on a new way? By the way, can we remember that everyone in front of us is an audience of one, and and that might burden you. And and if so. I understand. And I hope somebody finds you and gives you the grace and space and love and attention that that you need because we all deserve it. But if that excites you to think about every single person as an audience, one – Oh heck yeah! Fire me up! I can't tell you how many times I'm American Airlines loyal. I get on the plane and people think that I am an American Airlines employee. <laughs> I'm not dressed like one. I'm not cosplaying with the costume. <laughs> they just think that the way I greet them is the same, and in the way that I have this energy, and the way that I'm I, you know I'm volunteering, I'm helping out. Right? Here's the thing: they're my audience. If if these folks keep me safe. And if these co- folks keep bringing me drinks, we are thrilled, right? <laughs> and American, if you're listening to this, add tequila to the end flight That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs>
0: all right. So there's a lot of people in our industry who have thrived over the last couple of years. Their businesses have grown. They were able to pivot to virtual, and they loved it, and they thrived, and now they've pivoted back. But the truth is, for a lot of people... The last two years in the speaking business has not been a wonderful experience. Some people have left the industry. Some people have had to diversify what they do just to survive. And and people are like, oh, look at them. They're so scrappy. Well, the reality is maybe they want to come back to what they were doing. So for some people, I think the question is, it's not that they're burned out. It's that, am I ever going to like this business again? And am I ever going to fit into it again? What do you say to those people?
1: The power of personal choice you know if you say it's true it's true and to that stat that i shared earlier about americans identifying with their jobs that's a big big double edged sword and you are not your job work work will never love you the way that you love work and I am so sorry about that, folks. I really am. I love work. I was raised in the oldest in a big Italian-American Catholic family. My merits, my accomplishments, my status, it's its all, it's been bred into me, right? And, and society wants us to win. We celebrate winners, right? And I just want to say out loud that if, if you are feeling that love. I can't wait to see you back. I can't wait to see in Nashville. But if you're not feeling it anymore, I just want to say like, thanks for your time. And let us know how we can cheer you on. If you're selling real estate post about it, right? If you're uh, becoming a travel agent, right? God, we could use some more of those. Uh, If you if you're just saying, you know what, I don't know. I just want to say you've always got a spot on the bench, I think with me and also with Tom of just saying, you know what, it's okay. Sometimes you figure it out because the point big point is to change in life to change into happier things and things that you actually want and nowhere did you sign an oath and blood to a sea witch that says I have to be a speaker forever you're always going to be a speaker we could never take that away from you you're always going to capture people's attention and care for them you're always gonna think through presentation you're always going to be a tough customer when it comes to going to your own conferences but if not us, I just hope you find out what and, and maybe get outside, Tom. I know you're a big trail runner uh, and, and hiker now and, and have done a lot of personal stuff. I, you know, I'm the same. Travel for me has always been such a joy and I will second, the second I get really resentful at TSA, the second I'm going to have to take a look at traveling <laughs> again, but I'm not, I'm, th- I'm thankful they keep us safe. So and, until then, only, you know, what's best for you. Listen accordingly.
0: All right. So we're a couple of months away from influence 2020. What do you say to people who are on the fence about, I'm not sure if I should go. Uh, I'm not sure if I can afford it. And uh, I've never been to an NSA thing. I always come up with an excuse not to. What are your words?
1: you've blown a ton of money on stuff that didn't work. Why not spend a little bit more on something that does? <laughs> I think that's, that. that's probably the number one thing that I think about is like, well, in the whole scheme of things um, I've, I've bought courses I've never opened. You know, I, I use, I I have mailed every month for 30 months. Tom, it's been embarrassing. There's probably six months since my last newsletter. Listen, I'm being vulnerable here. I'm being honest, right? We're not, we're not perfect. We're real. Right. And there I will say, you're going to, you're going to find your people. Is it everybody? No, but I can count probably 10 folks I met at last year um, at Influence. I'll tell you right now, they've probably referred 50 grand worth of business. Let me just say that out loud. It wasn't why we connected, but it just so happened. I probably referred out 100 grand worth of business, not because that's why they're friends with me, but because it's the way that our industry works, right? Um, But also, too, I think finding your folks. And even if you are, uh, Tom, you ever see that show Parks and Rec? Oh, of course. Have you seen that? Okay, the, the April Ludgate character is a classic, no? Sure. She's like a, a Gen Z, um, you know, arms crossed, scowler. She's always got something naysayer to say. I just want to say, what's up, naysayers? Come and visit us and learn how not to be. You want to be totally different? Great. You want to you um, be the, cr- the critic? Sure. Listen, we got critics, all right? I, and I just want to say, I welcome you. I, I
0: welcome all. You're clearly the Amy Poehler character from that show.
1: You know what? Thank you so much. Sometimes folks do describe me as, um, oh gosh, I can't remember. It's the guy that, um, Rob Lowe. Rob Rob Lowe's character?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't remember the character names, but yeah.
1: But he was, he was quite positive. And, uh, yes, I do sleep. I do sleep. So that's the (laughs) difference between me and Rob Lowe's character on Parson Wreck. But, I think that's the other thing too speaking of that is there's so many characters there's so many I mean you'll you'll learn a lot you'll see a lot you'll trade fashion tips shout out to my friend Jasmine Stringer out there um we we trade fashion stuff and I think above all it's the one place that you get to gather and your you're truly there to learn for yourself instead instead of being of service to others. And it's weird and it's hard to be served when you're a servant, but it is so good. Well, it is not,
0: so, so good. And I say all the time, if you want to succeed in the business of professional speaking, the secret sauce of what you need is you need to have speaker friends and NSA is not the only way to make speaker friends, but there'll be a whole crew of them together. So Rachel Sharon is going to be one of the featured speakers at Influence 2022. We hope that you'll join us. Rachel, any final words?
1: Just make sure you're taking care of yourself. Only you know what makes you happy. And remember, I drink a margarita on the rocks. First round's on you. Second round is on me.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much for being here and being a repeat guest on Speakernomics. Please join us if you're one of the listeners every single week for more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money as a professional speaker. And always remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat
1: this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suite radio.com